With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Final hour on this Friday. It's a meat Friday at that. The Traegers are fired up and so are we. Crispy baked chicken thighs with buffalo sauce and baked loaded tater tots. Who's got it better than we do? Nobody. Penny's Bang Biscuits. Make sure you go to the website. Great T-shirts there in time for Father's Day. Uh, Penny's Bang Biscuits, bite-sized treats. We have two different sizes for puppies. And uh, 20% of all Bang Biscuit sales will be given back to handpicked partners in the pet industry. Ray Liotta passed away at the age of 67 yesterday. We had Ray on, I think, back in November. We had tried to get him on for uh, quite some time. We spent a lot of times talking about uh, Field of Dreams, uh, Goodfellas. Uh, what's the other one with Melanie Griffith? Oh. Something Wild? Yeah, well, that's his first breakout movie. With Jeff Daniels? Mm-hmm. Really good movie. And uh, Melanie Griffith looked great in that. Uh, but yeah, Ray Liotta passed away at the age of uh, 67. He let us ask some questions. The Danettes got to ask him some questions as well. And... Uh, we hope he had a good time, but uh, passing away at the age of 67. Also, when Glenn Fry, the Eagles, joined us, I think um, he joined us, and he, eight months later, he had passed away. And uh, I have a friend who's friends with, uh, who was friends with Glenn Fry, and I remember him telling me over Christmas, and he said, Glenn's not doing well. But he said, don't tell anybody. And I, and I knew Glenn's wife, Cindy. Uh, I played golf with her back in the mid-90s at uh, Pebble Beach Pro-Am. Very sweet, uh, sweetheart. And I just kept waiting for that news that it was going to happen. Because my friend said, Glenn's not going to get out of the hospital. And, you know, Ray, there was no lead up, build up to that. And then all of a sudden we just heard that Ray had passed away and, we did play a clip from uh, the interview that he did with us uh, as he joined us back in November. But you know what? When you there, there's Hollywood immortality, like I don't know if Ray Liotta made a lot of money, but he was in Goodfellas. Like that's Hollywood immortality. Like James Caan, he was in Godfather, Sonny Corleone, immortality. I don't know who else comes to mind when you think of that. That. You know, sometimes you got somebody who uh, is going to make millions and millions, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars. But who has Hollywood immortality? The movies that last where, um, you know, and I'm sure there'll be tons of movies that come to mind. And you'll remind me, but just those iconic moments, a movie where you go, oh, yeah, like we'll always talk about that movie. 
Yeah, Marv. Is uh, Tim Robbins for Shawshank Redemption? Yeah. yeah. Is he in that category? Yeah. yeah. Bunch of movies, but that one is yes. the one. Yes. But is Morgan Freeman in there with Tim, or is it because Morgan has been in so many movies that you don't think of too many? The player with Tim Robbins is sneaky great. Sneaky great movie. Uh, camera work in that is wonderful. But I would say Tim Robbins, Hollywood immortality because of uh, Shawshank. Yeah, Paul. It works the same way with sports movies. Uh, Tim Robbins also has Nuke Lelouch. And mm. it, it feels like Bull Durham will be around a long, long time. Yeah. You know, Gene Hackman's known for a lot of things. So he's he's okay either way. But guys like Dennis Hopper, he was known for a lot of things too. But you got Hoosiers, you're good for a long time with sports fans. Yeah, but wasn't he... Uh, easy, rider. easy rider. Yes, Dennis Hopper. Um, what else comes to mind? He's also in Speed. Remember, he's the bad guy in Speed. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's just certain guys that you go, you'll never forget them. You may not know any of their other movies, or they may not have cashed in, but they were the they were in these movies, iconic ones. Yes, Todd. Charlie Sheen, or is he too big to be in that list? Or like a Burgess Meredith, the iconic role as Mick, but he's not necessarily, you know, one of the hugest actors in the world. Well, you do remember him. Well, but didn't he play the Penguin? Yes, in Batman. Yeah. But yeah, I would say as as Rocky's first trainer. Yeah. Uh, Charlie Sheen's too big. You know, because you would say, well, is it Wall Street that would come to mind? Yes, he, he was also in Major League, yeah. which is just as iconic as Wall Street. So he's got two or three or four of those. Yeah, yeah. I don't think you can have two or three or four. I think you, you have to have one where you go, oh, I remember that person because that movie. Yes. Eaton. So like Harrison Ford is too big yeah. because he has these iconic yeah. parts, but he has he's in two of the best trilogies of all time. I know. No, he made too much money. Too, too big of too a star. Big. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Todd. Like Roy Scheider because of Jaws. Yeah, you don't see him Good in like call. a lot of things. Good call. Yes. What about uh, Norman Bates? Uh, Perkins. Yeah, that's a pretty Anthony icon. Perkins. That's a that's a pretty serious role. Yeah. Okay. All right. We're rolling. Yeah, Marv. Is this like the equivalent of like not one hit wonders, but they had a bunch of good songs, but then there's that super yeah. duper, yeah. you know, number one hit. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. It could be a Come On Eileen type feeling. <laughs> Eileen. <laughs> do, do you like that? Oh, scene? my old girlfriend from college. Oh, yeah. Eileen. Polly had the one legged girl, girl, one legged girlfriend. Too soon. Yeah. Too soon. Yeah, yeah. I can make that joke. You guys can I know. Joke. I have oh. one eye, so I'm in, this, in the club with her. Uh. The club. <laughs> she, she had half a leg. The lower half was missing in action. Yes. Yes. You can't see uh, Anthony Hopkins without thinking of Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, yeah. A great career, but that's probably... When you say their name, you go, oh, that movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right about Anthony Hopkins. He scared a lot of people. <laughs> I know, yes. Fumbling fingers <laughs> in the backs of cars, running, running all the way to the FBI. Quit pro quo, Clarice. You tell me things, I tell you things. Thank you, Todd. <laughs> yeah, Paul. So there's a scene in Goodfellas. Boy, it is where, Friday. It is Friday. There's a scene in Goodfellas where Paul Sorvino, he's the mob boss, and he's he's yelling at Henry Hill, uh, uh, Ray Liotta's character, and they're doing a take, and at the end of the scene, he smacks him in the face, and that wasn't in the script. And I was just listening to Paul Sorvino talk about it. It was a taped interview. Paul Sorvino said it was the last take. They said, do something different. And he smacks Henry Hill in the face, Ray Liotta, and Ray just stays with it and doesn't break character. And he was not expected to get smacked hard in the face by a guy. And uh, that's a scene they use in the movie. It's pretty cool. I like that. Because sometimes it's hard to rehearse something like that. Because then you have to do it again. And if you're going to do it, but you're not going to hit the person, you know, it, it's one thing. But if you're actually going to hit that person, and it's a real smack. Because there were, there were scenes in Rocky where Sylvester Stallone actually got hit. And I don't know if he wanted to feel it. I think he wanted to, you know, give that portrayal of, you know, the guy who's going to get beat up. And and almost you could see the look on his face is real. But uh, I think he took some body blows there that maybe he wasn't expecting or he was and wanted them. 
Uh, let's see. So we have Nick Wright coming up. Nick uh, thought that we were going to see the greatest comeback in history. The Dallas Mavericks were going to come back and somehow win three games in a row against Golden State. Game six, Heat Celtics coming up tonight. Celtics are eight and a half point favorites. By the way, Lucas scored 28, nine rebounds, eight assists. He's one of two players in NBA history to average at least those numbers in the postseason. The other person, LeBron James. Stat of the day, stat of the day, stat of the day, stat of the day. Here comes that what? Stat of the day. Stat of the day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Freeman in Utah joins us on the program. Good morning, Freeman. What's on your mind? Hey, I was just wondering because I just watched the live uh, look in with Polly. Yeah. I wonder if Mike Green's call with Miami with Ray Allen hitting that corner three against the Spurs in 2013 was a bigger call. Hmm. Uh, more important, yeah, it's a bigger situation. Yeah, and so how do you feel about that call compared to the Steph hitting against OKC? Well, I'm not surprised that Ray Allen hit that shot. Thanks for the phone call, Freeman. With Steph, you're not surprised that he made it. You're surprised where he took it from. He took a 40-foot jump shot. It wasn't a desperation heave. It just felt like that was the moment Steph Curry ruined basketball. I mean, just because he was able to do it, and he took that shot, and he made it. Then after that, everybody became an imitator, and like, I want to do that. It's almost like Muhammad Ali. Like, every athlete uh, owes something to Muhammad Ali. Because Ali, he said it, and then he did it. Nobody did that. And, and, and like, the charisma that he had... And, and he owned the media. But I just feel like we, we talk about trash talking or somebody's going to say something controversial. Ali did it and then backed it up. Steph Curry took that shot and then he backed it up because he kept taking those shots and making those shots. It's everybody else who goes, I want to do that. No, you can't. Well, I, I want to try. All right, go ahead and try. And that's what you have with the NBA. They all want to be Steph Curry. Even the big men. I mean, in my lifetime, I never thought I'd hear uh, big men are averaging six, seven, three-point attempts a game. And, and when you think about a center now, the great centers had the ability to play outside. The Joker, Embiid, everybody, but, I mean, Rudy Gobert is not a great center, but he's a defensive player. DeAndre Ayton, like he wants to shoot three, like they, they all do. I mean, he's a nice player, but big men are, like it's commonplace now. But you're also coming up practicing those shots. Where it used to be, big man, get down low. Hey, stay down low. Even if you came foul line extended, you were like, oh my God, he's out there foul line extended. What's he doing? Yeah, Paul. I have a five-minute poll question. Oh, okay. And how do you know basketball better than us? How would this work out on the floor if you removed the three-point line? If you just said, that's it, next summer, next year they announce it. People who are sick of threes and sick of the overvaluing of threes and the, too many threes being shot, you just take the line, tear it off, and say everything's a two. I would love it. I would love it. Okay. I, do you think a lot of people would love it? No. No. Because that would make the inside game much more valuable and de-emphasize 25-foot shots. There'd be more movement, more passing, uh, that, that you, would, you would have a different game. It would look different. Well, it'd be different. But I would love to try that, just to see how these players would react. Like, are you still taking those jumpers? How about we have two-point week in the NBA? <laughs> <laughs> like, all this week, no three-pointers. But you surprise the teams when they, uh, you know, they, they show up for their game on Sunday. Like the, the lines are gone and you go, hey, uh, where's the, where's the three-point line? Oh, we're not having it for the game. Maybe just one night. I always think back to when I did SportsCenter and one night I said, no dunks. No, it always felt like we'd always end a highlight with a dunk. Hey, nothing else to show. 
Uh, here's a here's a dunk, and 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 it might have been get off my lawn before it was popular <laughs> to say get off my lawn. You started that. Yes, I did. You invented that. Yes, I did. But I I said no dunks. Let's just see if we can do highlights that show basketball and no dunks. Well, we almost did it. Last highlight of the night. I remember who did it. Shireen Sasky, great uh, PA at at, at Sports Center. And she rushed to get the highlight done. And it was like right at the end of the show. And I'm doing the highlights. And right at the very end, it was like a, a, a throwaway dunk. And I went, oh. And I think people thought I was going, oh, what an incredible dunk. I'm going, oh. We almost made it through with no dunks. <laughs> By the way, get off my lawn. Here's James Worthy talking about today's NBA players, the Laker Hall of Famer. And I think because of the, you know, the rush of guys not going to college. I mean, Kareem had four years with John Wooden. Michael Jordan and I had three years with, with Dean Smith. You know, Isaiah had some years with Bobby Knight. So you learn the fundamentals. Not only that, you learn how to live. You learn how to balance your freaking checkbook in college. You know, there's a lot of things. So when you don't, when you don't get that, guys are coming to the NBA. They're not fundamentally sound. You know, so all they do is practice threes, lift weights, get tattoos, and tweet and go on social media. That's it. That's James Worthy, courtesy of 97.1 The Ticket. We'll talk some basketball with Nick Wright. Let me see what he thinks of no three-point night. One, One night for every game, every team. Who would be the most of probably Golden State would be the most affected by it, I'm guessing. All right, we'll come back after this Dan Patrick show. Hey, it's Ben, host of the Fifth Hour with Ben Maller. It would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is the Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of the Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to the Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. 
We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Justin Timberlake has joined the ranks of major musicians who have sold their music catalog. Anybody want to take a guess what Justin Timberlake's catalog is worth? This is uh, an estimate according to the Wall Street Journal. Paulie? I've seen a few of them, like 150 million. I would say 80, 80 million. 80 million. Todd? 75 million. Seton? This is just his solo music. Yeah. Um, $76 million. Uh, I see what you're doing. Yeah. Marvin? I'm going to go 95. $100 million. Justin Timberlake. Is the move there that you get it all up front? And like they use your music in movies and TV shows, and your estate will get money forever. We like, don't worry about I my guess. estate. I'll take it now. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Uh, Paulie has a game here. Guess who took the most threes team wise? Guess who took the least amount of threes? But that also leads me to a question I have for Nick Wright, the popular co-host of First Things First on Fox Sports 1. We'll play the game, Nick. But also, what about this next year? What if we had a no three-point line for one night in the NBA? Like, every game, there's no three-pointers. We remove it just to see how the game is played. Oh, I I like that idea. I like the idea that many of... um postulated which is make the arc an actual arc so it would extend out of bounds right so you wouldn't have the corner threes anymore kurt goldsberry had the single best idea which is each team gets to draw the three-point line where they want on their own court like baseball teams (laughs) do with the fences so if you don't want to have one you don't have one if you want to have it at the ncaa line you have it at the ncaa line if you want to have it 35 feet out because you're the hawks and you have trey young and you're like we're the only guy team that can hit those i'm good with that i like those ideas i really like the idea of turning the three-point line into something like uh a baseball stadium's outfield i think that's a fun wrinkle okay uh paulie are we going to do most threes or least threes first Let's go with which NBA team attempted the most three-pointers per game in the 2021-22 season. Uh, Nick, I'll let you start. You're the uh, guest. Oh, in the regular season? Yeah. I'm going to guess Utah. All right. Utah is second. Oh, that was going to be my pick. Uh, Seton? It feels kind of obvious, so it must be wrong, but the Warriors? Yeah, I thought it. Not not them. Marv? Uh, Let's say the Hawks. Ooh. Paulie? Nope, they're not even in the top five. Todd? Memphis. Also not in the top five. Can I say something? Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Where are the Warriors? Do, do, does your crew watch sports? <laughs> no. Okay. No. Hey, these are some bad guesses, boys. <laughs> the Hawks are 18. Uh, is it? Is it the Rockets? It's the Minnesota Timberwolves, number one. 41 oh. threes per game. They well, attended. you do have Carl Anthony Towns taking six three-pointers a night. Golden State is third. Yes. Oh, third. Okay. Yeah. That's not a okay. Guess. So the least attempted threes. Okay. There's a hint. The team took only 28 threes per game. Their best player is known. Well, no, 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 okay. no hints yet. Nick, I'll start with you. The team that attempted. Well, the... that that half hint is now messing with my brain. <laughs> I don't even. Ah. Uh, so it's a it. it's a huh, not a hint. It's just, it's yeah, just like the I age think he on. was gonna say their best player is known, 
four shooting threes, mm. yet they shot the fewest. It's obvious. I was going to say San Antonio because Popovich was late to the game on the three. I don't know who shot the fewest. It would be a bad team. Right. I do know that. It's a bad team. All right. Uh, Todd, you want to guess? I'm going to say the Rockets. Rockets. Rockets are fourth for the most. Yeah, I said. Yeah, were you just listening? I said the Rockets were one of my guesses, and I'm brilliant. <laughs> Seton, how about the Phoenix Suns? All right. Suns are a good, decent guess. They're fifth from the bottom. Marv? The Heat? Talking about the Heat? Well, the heat. Uh, I'm going to go the Knicks. You're all very wrong. The hint is their best player is known for not taking threes. Oh. Well, that would be the oh. Heat with Jimmy Butler. Or the oh, Chicago. no, it's the Chicago Bulls. Chicago Bulls. DeMar DeRozan. DeMar DeRozan. Okay. Yeah, the only guy on that team that shot threes was Levine. All right, let's talk about your Mavericks. Um, yeah. I, I mentioned earlier in the show that there are playoff losses that are not equal. Like Phoenix, you got to be disappointed if you're a Phoenix Suns fan. If you're a Dallas fan, I mean, you may be disappointed with last night, but there seems to be more hope that you're building on something. So what do you think happens next for the Dallas Mavericks? Well, listen, I think this was a wildly successful season, but I also think they have very tough choices, which is, they might have to choose to take a slight step back, Dan, mm. because I don't think Jalen Brunson is worth twenty-eight million dollars a year. If you, if you, if someone's going to offer Jalen four for a hundred around there. That's twenty-five million a year for your crew that doesn't watch basketball, and I assume can't do basic math, but that's what it would be. Wow. Um, the sorry, I'm taking a lot of shots here, guys. My apologies. It's Friday. I'm I lost a lot of money on this series. How I'm much did you great. lose? How much did you lose on the Mavs? I mean, it, it five grand. To, you're talking about last night or total, total in the series? Total in the series. More than five, less than ten. However, it's what it's really the unrealized gains. I was looking at a smooth seventy-two thousand dollars, Dan. If the Mavs, well, it was going to be seventy-two if they won the title. It was going to be thirty-eight if they made the finals with a less than three thousand dollar total risk outlay. Okay. So I mean, it was it was the unrealized gains. I'm like you know one of the mini crypto folks that feel I feels <laughs> like I was so close to being rich and now I'm not. Uh, but that's either here or there. So to answer your question, I wouldn't tie myself to Jalen Brunson as Luca's co-star. I don't think he's good enough to be Luca's co-star. So I think you might have to take a step back, keep flexibility until you find the right co-star. And so when I picked the Mavs on this show and others to make the finals a couple months ago, I said it's going to be like LeBron in 07 with that Cavs team. But if you remember, that Cavs team never made the finals. They, 08, 09, 2010, they had LeBron. They couldn't find the right pieces. They never made the finals. So that's team-wise. Individually, Luka got banged on for his defense like he wasn't trying. The, Luka's below average defensively, but it's not for lack of effort. It is because he's not in good enough shape. And he, and he does so much on offense, he rests on defense. So he's 23 years old. I understand the man likes some beers and some hookah. I get it. Who, which of us didn't at 23? But he's got to get in better shape. He should be right now the second best player in basketball. He needs to get in better shape so he can be better on that end of the court. Who is the second best player in basketball? It might be Luca. Giannis is clear number one. Yes. Steph is so impactful and he keeps winning. I Durant, it's weird. I Durant's better than Steph, but Steph's had a better career. I think Luke is the second best player in the league, but I can't prove it. But you I know believe what, Nick, it to be we, true, but I can't prove why it. Why do we always hesitate with Steph Curry? Like, like we 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 still don't want to go. He's he's in the top five or top three, or he's great. Or, it it feels like we we hesitate, maybe having a hard time defining his greatness for some reason. Well, I think missing the playoffs in back-to-back -back years, you know, in your early 30s didn't help. I mean, that they did had, just they had injuries. They had injuries. Yeah, but last year he was there. The first year he had, you know, the world's worst hand injury. <laughs> that wasn't the Warriors tanking at all because they knew they couldn't win. Uh, but last year, you know, and he lost back-to-back -back play-in games. That hurts him. 
But I and now I know the the new thing is steps top ten, steps top ten all time, <laughs> top ten all time. And I, it's not an outrageous statement. The problem is, in order for Steph to be in the top ten, you must have a twelve person top ten, because there's there there's simply you LeBron, Kareem, Michael, Magic, Wilt, Russell. You're at six. Kobe, Duncan, Bird. You're at nine. So for Steph to be in the top ten. He must be then be better than everyone I haven't listed. So that's better than Shaq. That's better than Akeem. That's better than Dr. J, not to mention Katie, Giannis, Moses, those guys. So I, listen, I think he's 12th, I, whether he wins this title or not. I, I think it's going to be a, I think it's hard though. He's going to jump Shaq. I don't know. I don't think Steph Curry's better than Shaq. I don't. I think Steph Curry's amazing. I don't think he's better than Shaq. I certainly don't think he's better than Akeem. Yeah, but it's tricky with these lists because I think it has to start 1980 on. I I, I think you have to do, you know, the TV era. I, I think you got to be fair to everybody yeah. involved here. Okay, so so listen, it's very interesting you said 1980 on. So on a very popular, I don't know if you've heard of it, new podcast called What's Right with Nick Wright. Uh, they're doing this. They're doing the 50 greatest players of the last 50 years. Mm. And it's a countdown 50 to one. So it's Kareem to now. I don't know that you have to start with the TV era. I think Kareem's rookie year to now is fair. Because that, that gets you Kareem, that gets you Dr. J, that gets you Rick Barry, gets you Elvin Hayes to now. So if we were to do that, then Steph Curry's top 10. He's okay. top 10 of the last 50. I think he's 10th, but yeah. he's ten, you know top 10 of the last 50. I think that's fair. When are you uh, doing your top 10? Or have you done your top 10 on that popular show? Not a subscriber, not a viewer on YouTube, not a subscriber on the old iTunes. No, I like to just talk to you like tonight. I'll talk to you at dinner. Oh, you brought up dinner first. Oh, fancy that. Who lost that bet? And guys in the back. But I didn't, But, uh, but I didn't lose a bet if I get to go to dinner with you. Oh, that's it. I meant who lost the bet on if I was going to bring up dinner first. I meant a bet about the bet. You, we are going to dinner yeah. because you foolishly picked the Suns. Well, I, I, I just did that for odds. content, Nick. That was content. Oh, okay. No, good. I, I wanted Luca to win. No, that's interesting. I, I hope story. the audience knows. Dan gives you takes for content. They're not what he truly believes in his marrow I, and his soul. I, I wouldn't be the only host who does that. Well, the only host I would associate with, <laughs> tell you that much, right now. Um, but uh, w- what was the question you had asked me? I had forgotten. Uh, your top you to- 10 on your show. Oh, when is it coming out? So uh, players, it comes out every Sunday. The, we are getting into the top 20. We're doing, I think, 21, 20, and 19 this Sunday. Or, and then next Sunday, you know, so on and so forth. We'll do three per day until we get to the top 10. So over the next few weeks. Uh, the Joker has reaffirmed his long-term commitment to Denver, clearing yeah. the way to sign a $260 million Supermax in the offseason, according to Shams. That makes sense. Yeah. I, has anyone ever turned down the Supermax on their first real bite at the massive money Apple? I mean, no, of course. And they're a good team. And with the, Jamal Murray's good, maybe a touch overrated, but good. And Michael Porter Jr., if healthy, could be their, – their hope is this – that Michael Porter Jr. can be the second best player. Jamal Murray, if he's your third best player, you can win a title. But the question is Michael Porter Jr. and his health and his back, all that's very concerning. But they are now going to be locked. That's their team. Joker's going to be making $50 million. They paid Porter Jr. early when they didn't need to, when the questions were about his back. He's making 30 and I think Jamal's making about 30 That's probably why they didn't have the money to pay their GM. The GM left. He's like, yeah, you got money for the players. Got, they don't got money for me. I found the players, so he's out of there. But, yeah, they'll be, I mean, they'll be good. I don't think they'll win the title. Explain the Celtics' turnaround in mid-January. I can't. It's uh, Ime Udoka, credit to him. Credit to Smart, Tatum, and Brown for staying together. For not Because do you remember Marcus Smart had that odd quote where he was like, essentially it was, Jason Tatum needs to pass the ball more. Yeah. It's Marcus Smart's time to cook. And <laughs> that could have ripped a team apart. Credit him for a good trade deadline move. Credit to Brad Stevens for attaching a pick to Kimball Walker to bring in Al Horford, a move that I didn't totally understand. I'm like Al Horford, but Al Horford's been invaluable to them. They've developed their players well. Robert Williams, when he's been healthy, he's been excellent. I didn't see this one coming at all. Now, don't put it past the Celtics. 
to blow a 3-2 lead in the conference finals. They love doing that. However, usually LeBron's the reason for it. If the Celtics, you know how they named all these trophies? You have the Larry Bird trophy now, the Magic Johnson trophy, Bob Cousy. If the Celtics lose, if they end up losing this conference finals, but I don't think they will, do you think they'll name the Eastern Conference runner-up trophy after the Celtics? Wow. Because they keep getting it. Wow. That's a shot. Yeah, sorry. Shot. I'm not a fan. The Celtic fans, man. Ugh. What about, I can't believe they're going to get this Do you happiness. think Jordan is bothered that he got left out? So isn't that interesting? So I was thinking, I was like three greatest players ever, LeBron, Kareem, and Jordan. None of them got anything named after him. But then I was like, no, Kareem has the Social Justice Award named after him. So LeBron and Jordan not having anything named after him feels odd to me. I also felt like Eastern Conference MVP, Eastern Conference MVP and Western Conference MVP should have been Kobe and LeBron. I I was surprised. Maybe they didn't want to give it to an active player. It felt like that was a weird – because the, the, the MVP, they gave it to Kuzi and – was it Elgin? Elgin was in the Western Conference Finals three times. I think he only won it twice. Like, I, I, I love Elgin, but it was an odd choice there. And Kuzi's fine. I'm sure it made Mad Dog happy. But I, I would have thought it should have been LeBron and Kobe for those two. I like Chris Broussard's take, though, on Kuzi and uh, that, that he was sticking up for the old school basketball player. Um, you know, J.J. Reddick called out Mad Dog Russo and said that, that basically Bob Cousy was playing against, what, firemen and policemen yeah, or whatever. Plumbers or whatever. Yeah, Here's plumbers. the thing. Here's what I believe. I believe that both of these things can be true. I truly believe that if you took Bob Cousy in his form at his apex of basketball and dropped him into today's NBA or to, to today, today's world, he could not get a Division I scholarship. I believe that. I also believe he's one of the 30 greatest players ever. Just like Jesse Owens could not qualify for the finals of the latest NCAA championships, but he might be the greatest track and field athlete ever, or certainly one of the greatest. Both of those things can be true. And it's what, to me, it's, it's unfair because, like, so J.R. Smith is better than the majority of people Bob Cousy played against, but that doesn't mean J.R. Smith's better than Bob Cousy. Like, I just don't think it's fair to, to analyze things that way. You can only compete against the, your era. And so I, yeah, I, I think JJ was half right on Cousy, but I, also way wrong. I'll leave you with this. You can yeah. sign one of the two long-term okay. James Harden or Kyrie Irving. Kyrie. Because Kyrie is still very good. He's just a pain in the ass, and he's unreliable. I don't know if Harden's good anymore. Like, I'd rather I'd rather deal with – it's like someone's like, hey, who do you want – they're both free agents. Who do you want to sign to a long-term broadcasting deal? Nick Wright, uber-talented, but a bit of a X fat, like a wild card, not that reliable, kind of a pain in the ass to work with. Or Dan Patrick – clearly past his prime. Like, we, we, like who, what are you going to do in that spot? And uh, neither's great, but I think people probably are like, ah, give me the young talent. That's a hypothetical, though, right? Well, I'm not a free agent anytime soon. Wait, I don't know about you. But past his prime thing, I mean. He's still a good actor. Yeah. Well, uh, according to your wife. No, she said you were good looking. Oh. Not past my prime there. Okay. No, that's a weird thing. You're better looking now. I don't mind complimenting your looks. You're an objectively handsome man, just like you're objectively used to be a better broadcaster. Okay. And now you've got these guys telling you the Houston Rockets don't shoot threes. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's it's not. I mean, you can only carry this squad so far. That's what's amazing. I'm doing what LeBron did with the Cavaliers. You know what? You know what? Not the 07 Cavs, but the 2018 Cavs. Also an older LeBron. People question, was he past his prime? Then it's like, could anyone else have taken these guys this far? You know what? I take it back. Okay. Excited to see you at dinner tonight. By the way, uh, I just don't want to overdress or underdress. Because last time you came in with a, a full-length red cro- you know, what? coat. No, I was wearing You look a like nice Lenny coat. Kravitz. You look like Lenny Kravitz. I was wearing a nice coat. It was chilly out. I, 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 know. I am leaving dinner. And driving straight to a casino in Philadelphia. So I'm going to be dressed 
in gambling attire. So there's going to be a little jewelry. You're seeing I'm wearing some of it now already. There's going to be a lot of cash in my pocket and, you know, some nice jeans, nice shoes, and ready to roll, man. Ready to roll. And I'm picking up the tab. Damn straight. Yeah. And and you're taking me to a mutton chop house. I said a Wagyu beef, and you're like, hey, where's some sheep we can get? Uh, I look forward to having breaking bread with you tonight. You too. I can go earlier too. I know, you know, I know guys your age, they tend to they, they want to get We're in. We're going at the... six o'clock. That's, that's <laughs> early enough. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's you, early enough. All right. Talk to you then. <laughs> that's uh, Nick Wright. First things first. We'll take a break. If you're watching on Peacock, we have the, uh, the Traeger grills on fire here. Well, not on fire, but uh, we'll take the, uh, is it lunch, Paulie? Brunch? Brunch. Okay. We'll uh, we'll reveal that coming up next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller. It would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. 
Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be off on Monday, the extended weekend, but uh, we'll be back here on Tuesday. We'll uh, get some more phone calls here this day in sports history. Final results of the poll question. You got game six coming up tonight with the Heat and the Celtics. Um, let's do uh, this day in sports history, Pauline. 1873. The, 1873. Wow. The first Preakness Stakes was won by Survivor. Uh, 1968. After 48 years as head coach of the Bears, George Hallis retired. That's got to be a record. Uh, let's see. It was reported uh, Patrick Wah. I always have trouble with that name. Patrick Wah, you guys loved him on SportsCenter. Yes, we did. Retired from the NA. He retired in 2003. You were more of a Ron Tugnut guy. I was Tugnut. That was a guy you (laughs) Yes, I was. Yes. I I remember he faced 54 shots, and I said that he he saw more rubber than a tire salesman tonight. (laughs) For some reason, Ron Tugnut. Um, Oh, in baseball in 1968, franchises awarded to San Diego and Montreal. Mm-hmm. Uh, On this date in 1981, this player playing for the Seattle Mariners, third baseman, had a a slow roller coming towards him, and he blew the ball foul. So he was blowing on the baseball as it's hugging the line by third base. Does anybody remember the third baseman? Or does anybody remember who was at the plate? Todd? I don't know. I'm thinking the name Ken Phelps for some reason was involved in that play. Ken Phelps? No. Lenny Randall playing for the Mariners, a slow roller by Amos Otis, and he blew the ball into foul territory. The umpires awarded Amos Otis a single. On the play. Lenny Big Lungs Randall. That blows. Leonard. Ah, (laughs) Is that fair? He didn't make contact with the ball, and he he coerced it. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. (laughs) Um, 1991, losing 115-94 to and about to be swept by the Bulls in the Eastern Conference Finals, the Pistons walked off the court with eight seconds remaining in a game at home. Soft. Wow. When you watch that one, Lane Beer and Isaiah, and they walk off, they're not Soft. going to acknowledge them. Soft. All you need to do is look at Michael Jordan. Like Jordan just staring at him. He's like, all right, I will never forget this. And he didn't. He still hasn't to this day. <laughs> it's like you bring up Isaiah. He's like, uh, yeah, bring him up. Yeah, he's going to be like, hey, what? You got about eight seconds left. You want to take off now? Or? Yeah. Uh Phil in Indiana. Hi, Phil. Great to hear from you again. Dan, always a great pleasure. Thank you, sir. I, real quick, Hollywood Immortality, actor by the name of John Cazale. He was in Godfathers 1 and 2, The Deer Hunter, and Dog Day Afternoon. That's a, a really good list before he passed away. Have a great long weekend, Dan. Thank you, Phil. And I think he was married to Meryl Streep or dating Meryl Streep. That's correct. John Cazale. He, he was uh, Fredo Corleone. Yeah. You'll remember him there, but he's also in those other movies, all in like a three-year window before he passed away from cancer. But that's not just a singular moment. Like he had, he had those Hollywood immortality moments in those movies. We were looking at, you know, that one movie uh, that, that you, when you hear that actor's name, actress, then you go, oh, that. That's Hollywood immortality. Yeah, Paul. What was the name of the actor? And if I, if I have to ask, I should know. Niedermeyer in Animal House. Remember the guy who played Niedermeyer in Animal House? And then he was in the uh, the video with, uh, we're not going to take it. A pledge pin on your uniform. That's yeah. one of those classic movies. Yes. Or who's the actor who played uh, Michael O'Keefe, played Danny Noonan in Caddyshack? I'm sure he did lots of other stuff before and after He that. was married to Bonnie Raitt. Well, bonus coverage. Faithfully submitted. Douglas C. Niedermeyer, Sergeant at Arms. <laughs> Good call. Mark Metcalf. Mark Metcalf. Name. Yeah, Met- but if we don't remember your name, then... What a role, though. Yeah. Uh, remember D-Day? He's had a lot of roles. Yeah, yeah. big-time Sim- actor. Yeah. Daniel Simpson Day. Yeah, when he's riding his motorcycle up the steps. Yep. Final results of the poll question, Seton. Dan, we've got a perfect poll. 
50-50. Yep. Thank you. Yep, 50-50. All right. Between Champions League and Indy 500. Okay. How about that? Thanks for uh, participating, everybody. Let's go around the room. What we learned, Todd. You don't want the backup to be the most famous or covered athlete on your team. Seton O'Connor. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is a nice guy. Yes, he is. Uh, Marv? You had a good rapport with a bridesmaid. Yeah, I did. Hey, oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for yeah. a couple of weeks. Yeah, Paul. Nick Wright has some type of podcast. <laughs> Todd, what did I learn? It's generally okay to tell someone he has a hot wife as long as you're not blatantly trying to hit on her. Though. Yeah, I don't know how to, you know. Hey, congratulations. Well done. <laughs> we all have different ideas about success. We achieve it at different times in different ways as we strive to reach our financial goals. Can't afford to make mistakes or go at it alone. Invest in your success. Invest in with a Stiefel Financial Advisor, Stiefel Nicholas & Company, Incorporated, member SIPC, NYSE. Have a safe weekend, everybody. Once again, hug your children. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.